everyone, it's Leanne from the Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society and welcome to Think Bike, a podcast about all things motorcycle and the voice of motorcycle safety and awareness in Alberta. We will talk about everything from tips and myths on gear, maintenance, techniques, education, and so much more with our very informed guests. So thank you for joining us today. On today's podcast, we are going to be discussing all of the information surrounding getting your class six license. There's so much misinformation that's out there on Facebook. So we are going straight to the experts. We have Sabrina here from Capilano Registries. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. I am so grateful for you to give us your time because there's so many things that people have this misinformation out there about class six licensing and what do you have to have before, after, you know, and all this. So let's, let's kind of break this down. And, and also before we get into that special shout out to uh, the Alberta safety council who hooked you and I up to do this, uh, to do this podcast. I understand you work with them a lot for their students. For sure. Yeah. They, um, Karen has just been amazing over there. And so she's, great about making sure that uh, her students are well taken care of and that they have a good place to take their tests. Uh, We're lucky to have um, a number of qualified driver examiners at our office. And so working with them and working with the Alberta Safety Council, we've learned a lot and we've made sure that all of our clients are um, are well taken care of with with all their different motorcycle needs. and, And, you know, they're educated if they if they're not sure about certain things and and that's sort of the gist of it all is making sure that the support is there for for all these new riders. Excellent. That's really good to hear. So let's start with the basics. What classes of licenses act as a learners for a class 6? So most of the time a class 5 is what you're you're using because most motorcyclists usually have their driver's license first. So your class five license does work as the, the learners for it. Um, if you're 14 and planning on taking, um, you know, getting a moped or something like that, of course, you can take your class seven and work with that. And that class seven also works as a learners. So does the class, does the class seven, you have to do like, you have to do a test to get a class seven regardless That's like true. if you're 14 and going for a five or 14 and going straight to a six you have to do some stuff before you can go drive That's right yeah so off of the um, alberta.ca website of course there is the driver's guide handbook it's the yellow book we refer to it and that yellow book is the one that'll teach you how to drive and give you some of the real basic information about motorcycling as well um but of course, when you do decide to take the motorcycle license, before you take your road test, you must have your class six knowledge test. Um, that permit has to be done or that test needs to be completed before you go for the actual road test. And that information comes from the purple book and the yellow book. So, you know, there's the, there's the two that totally complement each other and um, and build on each other's information. So just so that's available. Perfect. So just to be clear, though, we're talking about the the knowledge test to do the road test. That knowledge test does not have to be written to go out and practice on a motorcycle, right? It's just to do the road test. That's right. 
Because that's one of the biggest misconceptions out there is everybody says, oh, you have to go do this. You have to go do this. And we keep saying you you don't. You need it for the road test. You don't. But I would strongly recommend it um, because it gives you so much of the basic information about riding a motorcycle and the logistics, I guess, to get your motorcycle um, training and licensing done. Um, it's, It's sort of the introduction to all of it, right? So you get a lot of information to help you be safe when you're out there on the bike. Absolutely. And and I understand it's been a while since I've had to write the knowledge test, but I do understand it's also a good refresher for those of us who are maybe getting into motorcycling later in life uh, about street signs and general road rules. Oh, absolutely. Like we have so many people who are, who have been riding a motorcycle for years um, that come out and they, and, and they, bluntly tell us and very honestly say like I've been driving a Harley for years but I don't have a class six and I got stopped and and I didn't have a class six so now I have to go and do the whole process and so they come in and they start doing their they think that they know everything so they try and just take a chance and pass their class six test and forgetting that there's a lot of technical stuff that they don't remember whether it's signs or measurements to a stop sign or whatever it is um that there is a lot that can be learned for sure by just by reading that book as a refresher. And and there are handy practice tests that are available on the website as well. There are some, yes, yeah. you're right. So sometimes you just have to Google them, um, but most of the time they're quite you know easy to be found. Absolutely. So when somebody has a class seven or a class five, they are not allowed to ride by themselves, correct? That's correct. Yes. They have to have somebody who has a full class five or six license, not the graduated driver's license. So that's the the preliminary one that most people will get right after their class five. Yeah. Um, but if, if they are going to be teaching somebody or, or somebody's going to be learning with someone, they have to make sure that they do their due diligence to make sure that the person that's with them has a full class or class five or class six license. Is it class five, six license? Like you have to have a six to teach, right? That's Just, correct. Yeah. yeah. So it's on our licenses for if anybody's listening from other provinces, we endorse a motorcycle license with five, six. So that, that's what Sabrina's well- referring to. Correct. Or you could have just a full class six license. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, or it's a one six if you have a class one. Commercial. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. It's just the six has to be there and not in a graduated driver's license format. That's Does correct. Does it say yeah. GDL on the license? I don't even know it that. Does. That came in after my time. <laughs> yeah, no, it does say GDL. Like my daughter just got her license a couple of weeks or last year, actually. And right in the top uh, right hand corner of the license, it says GDL, five GDL. Perfect. So as we had said, you can get a six before a five if you go through getting your class seven learner's license. If you get a six before your five, then your six becomes the GDL, correct? That is correct. Yep. And so are those same rules apply for like whether you're in a car or a motorcycle for GDL? Yes, they do. Um, you know, like the, the real basic stuff that that you can't have more people on your bike than than seatbelts or in this case seats um that you can't have any alcohol in your system 
you can't have anything more than eight demerit points. Otherwise you will be suspended. And um, as a learner, when you're just getting near seven, you can't drive during any nighttime hours. Would you say as a learner, if you just have a seven or even a five without a class six, probably shouldn't have a passenger? I don't know if that's a legal thing, but I would guess that would be what we would suggest. Yeah. Um, if you're learning, you definitely don't want to have anybody else on the bike with you, right? So that's just adding a lot of things that can be avoided. That's right. Yeah. So then to like, has there been any changes with like GDL as pertaining to removing the GDL thing for either class five or class six? Or is it the same test and you can choose to do it on one or the other? That's right. Um, but you can, you have to have your license or your class five or your class six for the full two years before you can go for that advanced road test. So, you know, we refer to it as exiting the GDL program. And that happens two years after you've held your full, you held your GDL class six or your GDL class five. If, so I would say like 90% of the time, most people are booking a class five basic road test or sorry, a class six basic road test to exit the GDL program. Sorry, two. two. Let's try that again. Sorry. Sure. <laughs> most of the time, um, people are booking class six basic road tests because they've had their class five for either the allotted time and they're just moving up to the class five, six full license or they they're comfortable having their class five uh, GDL and they're just now taking their class six basic road test, making them a five, six GDL license holder. So then to, if, if you had both your five and your six um, and you're still on GDL, if you had your five longer and your motorcycle one in not full two years, does that matter? Could you still do the exit out on a, on like the class six if you really wanted to? Yes, you can. It's just a two year period of you've of got a you've legal got to license. be driving. That's yeah. right. Okay, you've got to have been driving for two years. So let's talk a little bit about the road test to get your class six in the first place. How would someone prepare for that? Obviously, rider training will start there, but how else could someone prepare for a road test that Capilano Registries would take them out on? So um, we have a number of different ways you can book a road test. First off, um, we have the online website, which you can grab off of our capilanoregistry.ca website. And you can go on there and pick your day that you want to take your test and pay for it online. And you can even request, if you need, uh, rental because our offices, and we do have two offices. We've got um, another office in the south side, uh, all licenses LTD. And the two of us, two offices, we do rent a motorcycle as well. So anybody who's new um, hasn't quite gotten to the point of purchasing a bike, not sure if they're really going to do this or not, but is ready to take the road test, can rent a bike from us. Uh, and that can all be done online or they can come into the office and book the road test in person. Or, of course, they can phone us and, and say, you know what, I'm planning to take my test right away. Can you just fit me in somewhere? Perfect. Let's, um, let's talk a little bit about this motorcycle rental. Like, uh, I'm going to assume that you'd probably want to rent to somebody who's actually taken the course first and not just somebody who walks in and said, hey, I want to do this. Either way. Um, 
either way, actually, because if you're if you've taken the time to, I guess, take your class six knowledge test and you've got some information behind you, um, you know, we're, we're willing to rent the bike out. There is a waiver that you have to fill out and things like that. Uh, we certainly do recommend motorcycle training, um, but our bike is available for rental to anybody who's wanting to take a class six test. What kind of motorcycle is it? Oh gosh! Um, oh, I asked you a question you weren't ready for. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's a it's a Yamaha something. It's a hundred and twenty five <laughs> oh, cc yeah. bike. Like it's it's that's just, the it's most nothing, important part. Yeah, it's nothing substantial, um, but it it does do the basic like the job for at least a class six basic test, which, like I said, is most of the time. And and that's kind of more, I think, what I was going to get at was what the size of the motorcycle was versus, okay. you know, exactly what it was. The little 125, I think, is, is great for somebody who maybe hasn't even taken a course. It's light, right. nimble, yeah. you know, easy to manage. When somebody does their written, their knowledge test to do the road test, how long is, there's a time limit on that, isn't it? From when you write to when you have to do the test? Um, so those knowledge test permits are valid for one year from the date that they take them. So they walk into the office, they pay $17 and they sit down for a 30 question test. You can, ha you must have 25 questions correct and you can skip each question one time. And that's one thing that a lot of registries either don't tell their clients or maybe the people forget is that it's recommended to skip the questions if you don't know the answers to them, because sometimes you'll find an answer later on in one of the questions. So I always tell everyone, if you're not sure, just skip it. It'll come back to you at the end and you'll get, you might even just get 25 correct without answering that one question you weren't sure about. That's great advice because you do that in normal schooling anyway, you skip over and yeah. keep doing what you're comfortable with. That's right. So from the date that they take their class six knowledge test permit, it is valid for one year and it's very strict. Like it is one year is one year. So, you know, we have a lot of people who take their test in March um, just because they're starting to prepare. And and then, you know, it, it goes right till the following March, for example. I know there Hopefully was they get their test. Yeah, I, I know there was some exceptions to that through uh, the 2020 part of the COVID pandemic that the Alberta transportation allowed a little bit of leeway on that for specifically bought timed. Tests. Correct. Not yeah. not any new ones, but ones that no. would have expired during that time when testing wasn't available because they shut everything down. Exactly. Yeah. How are you uh, seeing the bookings going now that we're kind of through the other side of that? Because with everything getting shut down, I know it, you guys got hammered when everything opened up again. Like, has it settled down a bit so it's okay? Like, it's a little easier to get a time slot for a road test? Definitely 2021 was an anomaly for testing. Um, it was crazy. And things have settled down um, immensely. And, and that's what we're thankful for because a lot of people could not get tests in 2021. Um, thankfully, we've got three really great examiners um, at our Capilano registry location. And we've got a couple at our Southside All Licenses location. And so we're able to take on as many as we can and making it so easy to book through the website and through, you know, in person People generally finish their knowledge test and book a road test. 
because we do allow you to change your appointment once with no charge. So if they're not sure if they're ready, then they can always call and extend their booking to, you know, maybe another couple of weeks or another month or whatever, but at least they've got a spot. It's just been, um, you know, this, this year, I think we can see that things are, are slower, but they're starting to book up really fast because a lot of people have been waiting to get this done. Perfect. So let's just recap a little bit here. So we've got if you have a class seven or a class five, that acts as a learner's permit for a class six. And yep. then you need you need to be chaperoned by someone with a full class six license, not GDL. Correct. You can exit the GDL on either a five or a six advanced test or exit test. And then you the, probably the easiest way to book with you guys is online, I would think, yeah. for a road test. Definitely. Yeah. And that knowledge permit needs to be done before the road test only. I think that kind of captures what we've talked about, right? Right, exactly, yeah. So for more information, if, if anybody wanted to reach out, what is your website again? Ours is uh, ca. And then the one where the booklets are? If they just Google um, alberta.ca and type in Alberta Driver's Guide, it'll come up. We do also have a link from our personal website, capilanoregistry.ca, under driver, driver testing. And there's a link on there that takes you right to the guide. Perfect. And those guides, those guides do have to be read online or in like you can download it yourself and then carry it around on your phone. Government stopped um, printing those testing guides about six years ago now, or maybe even longer than that. So there are no hard copies available. Um, the, it, they, they just don't have them available anymore, and we just don't have them printed anymore. So oh, who reads hard copies of anything anymore? <laughs> you know I do. I'm, I'm still a hard copy reader. I still like to highlight and underline and things like that because it's just so easy to get distracted with our mobile devices these days that, you know, you just can't keep track of what's going on anymore unless you have a book that you can hold on to. Yeah, those notifications I, pop up and all of a sudden Facebook's more important than what you're reading on you know, right. the guide. Um, I can say that I've heard a lot of people say, a lot of older clients um, come in and say, you know what, instead of reading the book, we go online and we look at all of these YouTube videos and we follow all these Facebook groups and things like that. Definitely those are addition to um, items, but I would highly, highly recommend that you read that driver's handbook online because when the driver examiners test you and ask you for certain technical issues, they're going to ask you those information straight out of the book. It's not something that they might have heard on Facebook or, or YouTube or anything like that. So that driver's handbook is, you know, your your main source of information and you should be capitalizing on that. Absolutely. And the motorcycle, the other thing is, is definitely take some driver training or motorcycle tr driver training like that's for your safety and for safety of others around you. It is the most important thing to do. Like you don't want to take a chance on your life for something like that. And, you know, the more I talk to a lot of people this time, you know, I found like some of the insurance companies now are starting to 
recommend, strongly recommend that you take some sort of driver training. It, it helps on your insurance rates. Like if you've taken that driver training, of course, your motorcycle insurance is going to be a little bit less than, than the person who has not taken anything. Yeah, and, that's absolutely um, true. Yeah, that that's one thing that, you know, I couldn't get over, like, you know, that a lot of people just... You know, they learn with friends or they learn with somebody and, and that's fine and all. But I, th I would recommend, I think, taking some sort of motorcycle training. There is a big difference between taking lessons from your friends and someone who's a licensed professional that has to follow a standard that Alberta, you know, has put into play. That's right. And, you know, talking with um, Alberta Safety Council, like I, I hear about their fantastic courses that they've got. I'm sure a lot of other driver schools have them as well. But just hearing the information that they teach their students and the safety precautions that they teach their students, like it just gives me a little bit more faith in the whole system. Um, like you said, learning from a friend is one thing, but learning from a professional is completely different. Well, I'm an ASC grad myself from quite a while ago. We won't date myself quite yet but uh, I enjoyed my time there we have some great schools in this city and uh, and yeah I want to thank you so much for all this great information it helps us um, when those misinformation posts go up on Facebook because yes a lot of people are a great resource it's better when someone has a credible link or we can just post the link to this podcast in there as an answer to all these That's questions true. from a credible source. So thank you so much, Sabrina, for taking the time today. I, I really appreciate it. You've helped us clear up some misinformation. To make sure that you don't miss out on any of our upcoming podcasts or listen to previous ones, make sure you click on subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcast ear candy from. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover or a guest you think would be great on the show, let us know. How? Well, you can follow us on all the socials or reach out to us through our website at ab-amss.org. Always remember to ride smart, ride safe, and think bike. We'll see you out on the road.